Hello everyone, welcome back to Meet Me in Taipei. This is Jacqueline. And this is Janice. And we're so happy to have you guys back here with us. Yay! <laughs> uh, we're glad to tell you guys that we already finished season 5. And we're starting our very new episode with our new format, which we're starting with episode 61. So we're going to stop doing seasons because we realized that it's a little, a little bit confusing for listeners to actually browse through our topics or to even find our episodes when it comes to they want to think about which one we're talking about. Yep. Uh, we hope you guys, you know, like get a little bit more used to that. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's easier uh, and it's just more straight to the point too. Yes. And also, before we start our topic for today, don't forget to get vaccinated if you haven't. Delta variant still going around. Protect yourself and protect people around you because we don't want to get Delta or COVID. Yeah, you got it. Um, a lot of places are opening up, like Taiwan's opening up, Australia's opening up. Um, mm-hmm. But again, like, just please still wear your masks, uh, keep your distance, and wash your hands. Yes. So that being said, we are now talking about our new topic for episode 61. We're talking about the new Korean drama, The Squid Game. Janice, can you briefly tell us about the storylines behind Squid Game? Um, so briefly summarizing, um, Squid Game is basically a game in a real-world setting uh, where creators of the game kind of pull people who are more so in debt and not doing very well with their lives to play a live-or-die kind of game, literally, to see and to kind of like push people to their limits um, and kind of show the very raw instincts and mm-hmm. I guess like human what human nature is at the end of the day um, when there's life and death involved so it's it's very it's very eye-opening and which is why like I think it blew up so fast what, what do you think Jacqueline yeah I was surprised it got ranked to be number one on Netflix and in the United States because that is something that's very eye-opening just like what you said like I remember before this show it was Money Heist yeah that was uh-huh. right yeah that was ranked number one and now the Korean shows are in its own popularity. I think that is surprisingly new. And I feel like people should look at this in a bigger picture. And speaking of that, the stock price also raised because of the Squid Game. Bucket Studio, uh, this studio is the one that holds the stake representing the lead actor, Lee Jong-jae. This studio surged more than 70% over the past three trading seasons. And also the Showbox Corp. They jumped more than 50% last week before even slipping into Monday. I think I checked this out on September 27th. But with this that happened, it just shows that how much of a great impact that the Squid Game has brought internationally. And people should actually look into it more in depth. Yeah, I think it's like, it's kind of like an uh, international like phenomenon because... You, as we all know, like Korean entertainment, either K-pop, K-dramas, they've like literally taken over, like over the world by storm. And just by doing this, Korea could also really produce a lot more high, like high quality content. Um, as you all know, in last year's, I believe, like what was the award? Uh, well, Parasite won numerous awards from last year, and I think that really says something into like Asian representation, mm-hmm. um, and not just Asian Americans, but Asian representation in Western media. Um, I also really wanted to bring up like Hollywood trying to implement like K drama actors into the Western media and just yeah. Hollywood in general. Like mm-hmm. Park Seo Jun, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Uh, he was rumored to be in Marvel next year, and soon, you know, like as we all know now, that he's actually going to be a confirmed actor in 
the Marvel, you know, like universe. So it's like honestly pretty cool about how much Korean influence has over Hollywood right now. And yeah, not only that, but HBO Max, Apple TV, they're also eyeing a launch into the Korean market and just tapping into the the entirety of like K dramas to bring more viewers and obviously bring more money. Exactly. And also think about this show that just launched right before October. As we all know, October is Halloween. So a lot of people are definitely going to dress up into the Squid Game because of how popular this show is. Because I myself was thinking about, you know, becoming one of the number of victims that played the game. <laughs> I don't usually tell people what I'm going to dress up into, but this show really just blew my mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Also, you were mentioning Parasite, which also kind of... I feel like both of the show, they have, like, something in common. It's about the color of how they present on the screen. So just see, like, um, I think... I'm not sure, but you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Parasite won one of the award for the i think the art or something because of the the color was so vibrant and just thinking about that i think color stands a big part of it because uh squid game green and red they definitely do stand a big part um, from visual cues as you know sometimes the way to attract audience is through what you see so I feel like they also picked a great color combination in this Squid Game. That is probably why when I go through like the Netflix of all the show, like I'm, I'm ch- I was checking like what I should watch for this week, and I immediately saw Squid Game. You know, there's actually a few couple similar shows that's also not on Netflix, but I feel like Squid Game, the show it's and the color it presents itself, like that makes me realize that oh, I actually want to click into this show. Yeah, it's very like it's very vibrant, and I, I you brought up something in Parasite as well that I wanted to like mention. Mm-hmm. Um, aside from the art and the, the like design, the entire like filmography and videography of Parasite, there's there's like if you look at the big picture in Parasite while they're filming, there's a very distinct line uh, that occurs throughout the movie, mm-hmm. drawing between the difference of the rich and the poor, the, yeah, you know, like the, yeah. the, the the different classes mm-hmm. of like society and it's it can be like a doorway or it can be like a window or it can be like a chair but there's actual vertical lines inside the movie Mm -hmm. distinguishing between like classes so i think that's also really interesting and not something that you would notice in the first like couple of like hours yeah exactly both of the show i've already watched it and i also re-watched parasite because i thought it was so good to even watch it again and to understand the concept of what was the director trying to present to the audience? That being said, we are going to discuss about every scene to all of you. Before we start that, we, um, Janice actually don't really like these kind of movies, so she actually finished them. So that says about how great this sh- <laughs> these shows were. Yeah, I'm proud of her. Like, <laughs> thank you. It's like I like dystopian movies, but mm-hmm. when I heard that there were a little <laughs> bit a lot a lot of blood and like some parts are quite gory. I was mm-hmm. like, I was kind of iffy about it, but um, no regrets on watching it. I think it's great. <laughs> the first game, it was the red light and the green light. What do you think about this scene? I love it, actually, because um, even though there has like, there's definitely that like surprise factor to it. It really, really represents chaos. And it, you know, like it, it really brings out how people react in, in times of like stress and duress and just you know, literally life and death. It's it reminds me of like as as bad as bad as it sounds. Um, mm-hmm. It reminds me of how people react during a school shooting. 
Oh, um, exactly. You either run or you play along with the game. It, it sounds, it's a really dark reference, but like, um, I think it speaks like tons in terms of how, what it, what, yeah, what about, exactly. like, what do you think? I think it's also very, because the director wanted to show that they wanted to make everyone to participate in this game since it's like, you know, red light and green light, it's so easy. So it would be the best to put as the first scene. And I really like this scene because it's so simple, but it's so brutal at the same time. Like you would not ex- expect yourself being shoot at if you just move a single inch. So I think that's very exciting. And I personally do not want to participate in this game. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. <laughs> so what was the second game? Um, it's actually Honeycomb. Uh, it's it's one of the most like memed contents on the internet right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's when you push a figure into like Dalgona and mm-hmm. tr- you try to kind of cut out that figure um, using a needle. So it can be like an umbrella, a heart, a circle. And... From what the director said, that this game is to mainly focus on how they want to create feelings that could represent through the characters. How do you how do you think of this, Jacqueline? I think this scene was very um it's definitely very heartwarming, but also at the same time, it's like, why would the main character pick Umbrella? You know, if I was him, I would have cried that second. I'd be like, oh my lord, like this is just basically telling me to suicide myself, you know? Yeah. Like, it was so scary, but I, I was also pretty mad at his friends. What is his friend's name? Ali. Chu Sung, which was a scholar who was oh, oh, known yeah, to yeah. yeah. He obviously knew that what the game was, but he just didn't want to try to save his friend, which it kind of just starts showing a little bit of human nature starting mm-hmm. uh, the game too. I think that's very scary. But towards the end, he's all, like the main character also figured out how to win this game by licking the comb, which yeah. is very smart. Yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. it, it sounds ridiculous, but like I, I like I had I had a sigh of relief when he started doing that. Yeah, me too. I was like, oh, he's probably gonna get fat after licking all of them, but <laughs> at least he's gonna survive. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. So for the third game. It was the tug of war. This game got me sweating my palms so much because what the director wants to imply here is that it requires physical strength, but also, of course, it's the matter of emotions and mind. I remember when I was um, in elementary school in Taiwan, and we always had this tug of war thing at Mm -hmm. every and then that is like the most exciting part of the whole entire um, activity because it gets so intense and you just know that sometimes when it, both of the team are very competitive it makes you really nervous but at the same time you have to know what to do to like you know use your physical strain to pull it back or something mm-hmm. but when I was watching this scene as you know they were the main character they were on a team where there's like two girls and an old man so obviously yeah. a lot of people were just like not rooting for them already but they won the game with their (laughs) with their i would say like their strategies what do you think about this game i like it and i think it's actually one of the games that like i actually kind of expected because like tug of war it's it's about strength yes but it's also about like it it stresses on teamwork so Mm -hmm. i wasn't really surprised but i was pleasantly surprised at at like the build-up of the final scene yeah yeah (laughs) what was the next what was what was the next game? Oh, the next game's like sad. Um, like the fourth game was Marble. You guys remember this for sure. 
it like represents according to the directors it re- represents human beings like falsehood and integrity so what do you think Jacqueline? this one made me so sad yeah i i think out of all the other games this was the only game that stood out the most even though it was it could be very calm or it could be very intense it was just a game based on how you want to play the marbles I think this is the hardest game because it really depends on how you want to play this game. And it's on, it depends on you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, it's like your call and Mm -hmm. how you want to really manipulate your friend. Mm -hmm. Like you're you're literally like the closest friend that you have in the, um, in the game. And it just, I don't know. It just, I think the marble one is one of the the games that really kind of just shows human nature. Like, I think that's that's why it's so sad. And I was thinking, like, if Janice and I were be in this game, I would just be like, Janice, you know what? You can just have all my marbles. I don't want to play games with you. No, I'm. I'm. We're just gonna (laughs) die together. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I'm pretty sure. I can't. Like, yeah. And also when they were like assembling the scene, because they tried to make it as real as possible, they they made this whole scene to kind of represent the player's childhood. So from the main character uh-huh. Jihan, I think he was saying that it was very real because it is they kind of made the alley similar as their childhood background. Yeah, I think that was really cool and also took the studio and everything a lot of time but i think that scene really did show something because even the main character was trying to win over the marble yeah it's just like it's out of desperation and like when people mm-hmm. are pulled like pushed into like extreme circumstances like mm-hmm. like this then you know like sometimes that like like you have to save yourself kind of mentality really kicks in and that's when things really start sh- like showing and it's really mm-hmm. sad yeah and also that um there's one of the couples like the married couples yeah. i think the wife died and yeah so it's, it's so sad yeah and did you see like after they finished the game when they went back to their bedrooms the lady didn't play the game oh i think that was also like a plot twist so it was like oh. the crazy curly frizzy hair lady yeah 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 she didn't play it she didn't participate in this game because she didn't get oh. assigned for uh, a player so I think that was also like a plot twist to everyone because everyone thought she was gonna die yeah oh my god I just realized yeah interesting mm-hmm. huh. the fifth game the fifth game was very very brutal it was glass stepping stone the director here wanted to show the power of realism so when he was making this whole scene before even doing the shoot and filming they made the floor and the glass at least like 1.5 meter apart so the actors can feel like this is really real so when they're stepping on it or jumping forward it it can show their emotions even more and i think this game was really it makes me really mad because it makes me really mad but also understandable at the same time because i think some people are just very selfish yeah it's yeah yeah, it's like it's in this game. It's like everything's you know like fair, mm-hmm. uh, aside from being the person, the last person. But yeah. it's just you either push people or you die, or you die first, and then you know other people get to live. So it's like it's yeah. I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this game yet, but 
<laughs> yeah, I think I don't even know how to react that because like it's just every time when I think about it, I'm just like, wow, like I don't even want to experience that. And I especially like the scene where um the what's what's his name, the the crazy sale the crazy lady. Mm-hmm. Han Gino, I think. Yeah, and Dioksu, I think, the gangster. Oh um, yeah, fell off the platform together and just like, oh, like the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> but um, after this game, it was only three people left. Remember, it was Ji Hun, Sanu, mm-hmm. and Sebyok, I think. Like the girl, sixty-seven. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. And the scholar. That scene was very. I don't know how to. I don't know how to react to that because after so many brutal scenes, some people die in front of you and you're now dressed up in a very, very fancy suit eating some delicious steak. That scene, I was just like, what are they trying to do? What do you think about that scene? I love it, actually. I, I mm-hmm. absolutely loved it. And I think it's it's a little bit of a juxtaposition because like, you know, you know, those like scenes where for example, like you're cleaning up like dead bodies or like you're shooting uh, people or you're cleaning and like classical music's playing. Yeah. I think they're trying to make that but into into a little bit more like y- like you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I really, really enjoy that like polar opposite of mm-hmm. like scene and what's actually going on and like the reality of things. So I actually exactly. really, really like it. Yeah. After if you know when when they're eating the steak, I was wondering what they're actually eating. Because I feel like it could be something not meat. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, oh, is it like human meat? Like, yeah. I was so scared. Yeah, but it looked very gross. And, but during that game, Sebyok, which is the girl, 67, she was already injured. So yeah. she wasn't feeling well to eat something that's like, like steak. So I think mm-hmm. that scene got me really sad because when they were bad to their uh, bunk. Yeah. And like, she was so scared because they were all offered with a knife that they ate with the steak. And yeah. um, Jihan, the main character, was trying to, like, approach her be like, are you okay? Is everything okay? We can beat him at, of course. Because during that time, the main character already figured out, like, I was really mad during that scene. How the, the scholar was, like, so sly and, like, very, very manipulative. Yeah. And, but she was so scared because she knew that she probably couldn't make it towards the game. And yeah. when he was trying to tell the triangle circle square guys that um she couldn't make it if they can like help her or something yeah. they open the door and they turn around i was like oh my god no way he killed her <laughs> i was hitting my pillow <laughs> yeah it's like i think that seems so sad because i really i actually really liked her and i i'm pretty sure all you all of you guys know like she's one of the most popular like characters to come out of the show mm-hmm. so like I was really sad when she died. Yeah, because obviously they're not going to save her. It is the game. Yeah. But um, it also shows that in reality, when people were used to be in this circle, and then suddenly someone just trying to like climb on top of you and then just to stab you like that, I think mm-hmm. that's very, very brutal. And it just shows a, a lot about human nature. Yeah, I think so too. It's It's just sad in general. Yeah. So what was the last game? The last game, aka Squid Game. Um, <laughs> that one, I was like, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, according to the directors, it's about like personal strife and focusing on like having a fairy tale setting, but mm-hmm. having a little bit more uncanny like feelings around the area. So what do you what do you think about that, Jacqueline? I think by that time, let's not say it was you. 
Like if I'm playing with a person, I think by that time I would be very, very mad as well because it is very inhumane, and I don't think money worth as much anymore if in that situation because you're really climbing your way up to get a large amount of compensation for what you've done. I think that is very inhumane, and I also think I would probably just. Gone crazy because, and probably have PTSD at the same time because I can't believe people that I'm so close with just suddenly kill people like that just to get something. Yeah. But uh, Sanwu, which is the scholar, he also had a point because he's like he he understands the reality more than um Jihan because there's no way there there you know like there's no way no one's gonna die in, the, in that situation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's like I think like the scholar, um, he's a smart guy, and mm-hmm. I think in terms of like if if I were him, I would have a like hard time choosing as well. Mm-hmm. And especially like especially the, his last action about like it's just spoiler alert, okay? But his last action was just killing himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that speaks that actually surprised me more. Mm-hmm. In, in the end, because I thought he was going to kill the main character. Oh. Yeah, I, I honestly thought he was going to. Like, it was kind of, like, a nice realization, but um, I think that also kind of, like, broke my heart a little. Yeah, exactly. I think what was really, really hard to expect was that during... So, during um the fifth game, which was the glass-stepping so- stone, the VIP came out. And that's when you know they these people are all just a bet to them which yeah. i think it was like wow like i can't imagine people betting themselves in real life yeah i think it's like it's also just very we'll talk about this later as well but it, it gives off a very certain atmosphere to, to how you know like how classism and how money is just important in society and how like yeah i don't know i i think it's i love the vip scene um it's just kind of weird and i thought like the the body paint humans were actually were fake so i was like i was like low-key freaking out because i thought they were like dead bodies Mm -hmm. i I like that scene it's just very like i can see it happening in real life yeah totally i can see that happening too but um after the last game all that was left for the participants was just sadness despair anger and fear but in the outside world they're living in they don't they don't lose humanity so it's also kind of like a paradox of this game and I just, it's its just very surprising because, you know, towards the end, we realized that it was all Ilnam, the elder man's doing. He's like the main mm-hmm. character behind this whole game. What do you think about that? I wasn't surprised, actually. I think I had like a hunch about him being like behind it all. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, I just had a hunch anyway. But I also think that like, I think he's just a smart guy. <laughs> and like, yeah. kudos to him, respect for bringing this up and the whole spiel that he said on on the hospital bed to the main character about like oh if this is just human nature and like it's literally life and death sometimes um it's very real and it's very very harsh and i feel like sometimes people kind of need to hear that as well and just kind of have reality like reality set it kind of like pull them back into reality kind of thing yeah exactly and I was watching some YouTube videos explaining this whole show. And then I realized something is that, um, just like I was saying, back in the very first game, the red line, green light, mm-hmm. when you see the doll was like, I think it was aiming some, aiming the targets that she's about to shoot. When her eyes just look at Elnam's shirt, 
his shirt wasn't having like the grease oh, yeah so yeah. like they already made this game for him so that's why he could escape it there's no way because he, he's gonna die in this game yeah no there's no way he was gonna die if he made it he wasn't gonna die yeah so. i think that's a little bit crazy but speaking of which of all the game that after he won 38 million u.s dollars what would you do janice if you happen to win all the money <laughs> um was i in a game yeah you were in the game and then oh. you like let's just put it in this way you like climb all your way up and then like you got the money and like everyone else died i haven't had a lot of time to think about it but because i wanted to answer it on like like on the spot mm-hmm. kind of thing first of all i think if i i can't imagine killing anybody but if i did by accident intentionally or unintentionally i'm pretty sure i would remember so i would definitely allocate a part of the money to that person's family yeah like that i think for example for example if i killed like four people in- unintentionally in town whatever you do, like whatever a part of that money is going to go to their families Mm-hmm. another part is probably going to be the last person the squid game because that you know meaning that they also died so that yeah. also goes to them the next one i think the same thing if i won the lottery i'm just gonna give my friends and family help my parents retire and then if i do have any money left aside from like stock options and like you know buying a house for myself and savings account I think at that point, I would go so fucking crazy that yeah. I would just want to give the money to, you know, people more in need. And that that seems like a very, like, stuck up thing to say and not very realistic if I had that much debt. But as of right now, on the spot, this is what I would do. What do you think? Exactly. What about you, Jacqueline? I was thinking that if I happen to win all the money... 38 million US dollar. It was um, 45 billion South Korean won, but we com- converted into um, US dollar. I would at least donate like a large amount of portion, let's say um, 10 million to Violence Prevention Foundation or something like that, because that's what I've gone through. But I think this is the main thing that I want to um, point out that if I actually do that, I will not give all the money at once because just like what you seen in the very first scene of the salesman trait playing the game with the main character if you get all the money at once you wouldn't appreciate it and you just forget how easy you got the money from so i think i would slowly donate the money like maybe one million a year one million a year to the foundation to let the foundation do their job but also, I would save a large amount of money for myself to see the therapist because I feel like I will have PTSD at the same time. Yeah, no, that, that's a definite PTSD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then I, after that, I would just leave the money aside for like at, at least a year. And then I would think what to do because I feel like that's like me climbing my, my way up to get the money. And I don't think... Yeah, yeah, that yeah, sentence. I so I don't think I would just... I don't think I would do anything with that amount of money like like every money or every penny that i'm spending with that money i feel guilty yeah 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 i think that, that's yeah oh just like um remember when he got jihan he, he got called to the bank and mm-hmm. the bank was like um do you want to like put in some other places for like some interest he didn't move a single bit of the money because he realized that he lost everything and there's nothing else to for him to be happy about which I think that also shows that 
after you got all the money, like that is the emotions you will be having. Yeah, I think a lot of the um, like speculation around this question is: Are you going to be too guilty to be spending it? Like, because、mm-hmm. the majority of the people are be feeling will will be feeling guilt, you know,、mm-hmm. and yeah. So it's like, are you okay with your moral compass spending all the money that you just you know、like、you killed for, or is it just money to you? Exactly. This is yeah, so I, cruel to even think about. <laughs> yeah, I would like fuck no. I I would not. I will opt out of the game. Yeah, me too. Like I think I would just like work my way up. Say seven on Gongzuo. Oh, I mean that's fine. That's all I want. Yeah, exactly. I I can't do it. So like, if people that are interested in th- these kind of show, Janice, can you give us some example that are similar to Squid Games and people can watch? So it's like the biggest like comparison that people have been giving is the Hunger Games from like the the, the trilogy from the United States. Um, it, they both kind of encompass like a dystopian kind of human nature, society, classism kind of like topics um to、mm-hmm. think about. And there's also something called Snowpiercer、um, in the United States.、Um, Alice in Borderland from Japan is also a good one. I haven't seen it, but I've heard great things about it.、Mm-hmm. And the most important one, I think,、uh, and the most, I guess, most talked about one is called Battle Royale in Japan. And for those of you who aren't familiar with Battle Royale, it's actually one of the most original storylines and plotlines of this kind of show. So. The Hunger Games is was actually modeled after Battle Royale, and for those of you who haven't、um, read the book called Lord of the Flies, the Lord of the Flies is actually also a book modeled after Battle Royale. So Battle Royale was actually the OG, like the original original storyline that kind of like spread out into Hunger Games, Alice in Borderland, in a Borderland, Snowpiercer, Squid Game, etc., etc.、Mm-hmm. When I was like. Doing a research about this Squid Game thing, I was checking out the Battle Royale, the trailer, and I think yeah, it 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 was like a show, it was like a movie back in two thousand. So there's like、yeah. a big gap of difference of how the content quality would go. Um, but I think yeah, the concept was like similar. But I I could watch Hunger Games. I watch Hunger Games, Snowpiercer, Alice in the Borderland, but I don't think I can watch Battle Royale because that could give me like actual nightmares. Yeah, Battle Royale is infamous for like its graphic scenes and very,、yeah. very realistic situations. So I think I, I don't think I can watch it either. Yeah, Hunger Games wasn't as bloody. It was more like the concept of it, of it. But Snowpiercer, I watched it twice, and I was surprised. Like every scene just amazed me as well. But um, I think definitely worth a watch. Okay, if it's not like yeah, I'll I'll watch it after. It's okay not to be okay. <laughs> you need a little bit of balance, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes not too much, not too much blood. Yeah, I can't, I can't do blood. But yeah, um, I, th- I hope you guys really enjoyed our little interpretation and our, you know, afterthoughts about watching Squid Game. Thanks, Jacqueline, for recommending me and kind of giving me that little like push to watch Squid Game as well. <laughs> and for those of you who haven't seen it and you listen to this episode. <laughs> We're sorry for the spoilers, but please do watch it. It's definitely something that will give you like a peace of mind to think about. So please do watch it. And for next week,、uh, we will be talking about something a little bit more intimate. It's called a date with yourself, and whether or not, and however you want to interpret that, 
give us suggestions. But aside from that, we'll be talking about how to spend time by yourself with yourself and how you like you can like spending time with yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think that's what we both want to adjust to the current situation since everyone is now back to their own job, school position. What are the importance of being alone and also what are the benefits that you could get out from being with yeah. yourself? Exactly. So a date with yourself. We'll be talking about that on October 17th, again, on Sunday night at 9 p.m. Thank you guys again for tuning in and we will be talking to you guys very soon. Again, this is Janice. And this is Jacqueline. Thanks for tuning in to Meet Me in Taipei. Bye, guys. Bye.